Technology is putting new tricks to getting cheaper airfares at our fingertips. I'm Kurt the Cyber Guy. We're about to talk about one of my favorite things outside of technology, travel. And what I love even more is when I could get a really good deal on an outstanding flight to a great destination. Technology now advancing, allowing algorithms to reprice airfares constantly. In fact, it happens throughout the day um, several times. Several times, if you're shopping for a flight, you've noticed you go one moment and it's one price, then you come back, it's another. Well, I'm about to tell you why that happens and what day of the week is the very best day to buy a ticket and what day of the week might be the best day to travel. That plus also new services popping up that analyze all this information and try to get you out of a bad flight uh, in time to rebook you for a cheaper, better flight. Does that really work? Let's get going with this one. How are you today? It's an airfare study out of Cheap Air and uh, winter advance uh, days for buying travel if you're booking in the winter time for a winter time flight is 62 days out. If you want to travel in the spring, 90 days is now the average, according to their 2017 uh, data that they've completely analyzed. If you're traveling in the summer, 47 days in advance of travel is that sweet spot. In the fall, for travel in the fall, 69 days in advance of travel. Now, here's the surprise. You know, they used to say, oh, it's much cheaper if you buy a ticket on a Wednesday or on a Thursday morning or in the middle of uh, the late, late end of Monday. Well, that's simply not true anymore. What is true is that the day of the week to, to buy does not matter as much, but the day you decide to travel matters a whole bunch. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the cheapest days to travel domestically in the U.S., bar none. What's the most expensive day? Sunday. That's right. The average uh, difference of those prices, by the way, uh, if you wanted to travel on a Tuesday, Wednesday, instead of a Sunday, you're going to save about $76 on average. The lowest fare for any one flight that that changes, I mean, so if you found, here's how this goes. If you found the lowest price on an on a airline flight, one particular flight, and you're tracking it, that lowest fare is going to change an average of 62 times from the day it went on sale until the day that airplane takes off from the airport. Average change on that will be up or down $36. Does that make sense to you? Meaning every time they change it, expect that to be an average of a $36 change, whether it goes higher or lower. I've had my plenty of experience. I commute back and forth across the U.S. for work and have a certain budget we've got to stick to. So I'm, I'm always trying to work the system in my favor and uh, be efficient about how I travel, trying to get the best experience for the least amount of money. So I've learned a thing or two inside of that. And what I've also learned is that uh, these advanced windows uh, have changed. So a couple years ago, it was like 54 days out was a magic number. Well, now that's grown to 70 days out on average. Uh, prime booking window is anywhere from 21 days in advance to 121 days in advance. And what I've learned, learned to do, a great tip, is to set a calendar reminder. So it alerts me saying, all right, you guys wanted to go travel to this vacation at this particular location, let's say Paris, well, start shopping at this particular time. So I will go out and uh, set that and make sure I'm constantly checking it even after I've bought it. 
Um, there's a whole bunch of new tricks to to uh, have in mind. And, and one, one thing we know through research is that if you want a better price, when you have greater flexibility with your dates, it makes all the difference in the world. It could be just one separate day, one day earlier you depart, maybe one day later, or coming back the next day instead of the day you wanted to, or maybe a day early. Take advantage of those flexibility, uh, the flexibility in your own calendar and your own schedule in life so you can take advantage of these kinds of fares because I've seen this be an enormous amount of money. And, you know, also, I go between New York and L.A. So, I mean, I know my primary airports. I know I only want a nonstop on that particular route. So that's JFK. And where am I going to land? Well, LAX. But sometimes there's nonstops to Burbank, and that might be closer to my house on a better, cheaper flight than, and it may be worth doing that than um, me otherwise just using LAX, certainly less hassled in that experience. So take advantage of nearby airports. It may be an extra hour for you to drive there, maybe even an hour and a half, but boy, when you save a ton of money on a flight, and especially if there's more than one of you going, it might be worth that drive. And then take advantage of that 24-hour cancel window when you book a flight, I don't care if it was expensive or it was cheap, you've got 24 hours to undo that and cancel. And then be willing to just think out of the box when you're booking. So think about maybe buying two different one-ways or maybe you've tapped into a website that United Airlines sued but is still in business and offers a really cool service. Airlines don't want you to know it, but it's called um, Skip Lagged. You look at it and it looks like ski plagued, but no, it's skip lagged. And what it, it started doing is this guy was publishing hidden city ticket uh, fares. And what does that mean? It means that let's say that you really want to go to Chicago, but instead you buy a ticket that goes through Chicago, but could end up somewhere else like Detroit or Orlando. Well, sometimes those tickets are much cheaper than the direct destination you wanted to go to. Trick here is you can't check the bags because they're going to continue on to that final destination you're not going to. And you can't keep doing this if you intend to build loyalty with an airline because they will at some point call you out on it. Could even disqualify all of your earned miles up to that point as well as remove any status you may have earned on the airline. Um, I will tell you that uh, it, it's worked when long ago, and they've since pulled it out, so I'm happy to tell you about it anyway, just because it was worth it at the time. I remember that American Airlines used to fly JFK to Mexico City, but it stopped in L.A. And you could book a first-class ticket sometimes for much cheaper than a coach ticket. And I just went, how is this possible? Well, you get off. I mean, you got to bring your passport because their assumption is you're going to Mexico. You can't check bags, but you get off in L.A. I did it one time. I'm not going to ever do that again. It was just, it just didn't feel right at the time, and I don't like, it just seems dishonest. But for a lot of people, they, they think this is fine. Um, some other great tools that have just been announced, there's, uh, do you remember that company that came out that said they will, you know, you just register and they will fight parking tickets for you? And it was called Do Not Pay. Well, Do Not Pay has just launched a new service. Again, it's free. And they look for legal loopholes that get you a better flight price and refund the original price because you know many fares as you know non-refundable but there are exceptions so what they do is they monitor the exceptions that come up for example weather a weather delay or a weather cancellation in a city 
or for example, if um, something's happened with the flight schedule and it's been changed so dramatically that they would allow for a change in your fare, well, this site points it out. And then what they do is they send you a note saying, hey, we found a way to reprice the flight you already have booked. And then you'll save, say, $140, and we can make that change. So it, it walks you through that process. Again, I don't know how long that's going to last because the airlines will catch up with that, that kind of trick that's going on there. Um, there's a site that a friend of mine, when we first broadcast this site, and we put it, I, I got to tell you, we really did a lot of research on it to make sure that it was accurate because many of the listings seemed just too good to be true. And this started, it's called Scott's Cheap Flights. And what happened was it started when this guy found like accidental ticket prices. So, for example, a ticket that would normally be $1,400 to Greece, um, he found that he could, you know, would find an accidental flight. And at one point, he was able to book like ticket number one from New York to Athens, Greece, and make his ticket drop by $500. And then a second ticket, you would purchase Athens to Santorini uh, for 42 bucks round trip. So when you put all that together, he, he shows you how it's a much better savings. So you'd be in, for example, on that particular flight, you'd be about $150 per person cheaper just by booking two separate tickets that go through the same city you were going to go to if you were on one ticket. Great tricks from there. And then we checked out and vetted um, some deals. And at that time, we were pricing New York to, uh, New York to Paris. Now, the regular price uh, when we searched on average for economy was $1,018.88. Well, he was able to pull up a $334 fare for the same routing. New York to Rome it was about eleven twenty-five. He got it for three sixty. And uh, New York to London, uh, four hundred forty-seven dollars, slightly off of the five ninety-five regular fare that's out there. Um, if you don't want to trust the data that comes out when they analyze when it was best to buy a ticket and sit there on the calendar obsessed with it, like I get. Uh, there's a great site called Skyscanner. Skyscanner um, offers two great things. One, it's like the best time to book um, uh, area of their website where you put the two-city pairs together, and it has analyzed that particular market to know how those flights are being priced out by each airline's algorithms, and then it'll tell you when it's, when it's worth making that purchase. I've found this to be very reliable, uh, in the past, I haven't used it in a while, but I see that it's still there and it's very popular, along with another one, which is an app you download called Hopper. Um, it's a very similar approach where they um, uh, predict the best time to book a ticket. Um, the Hopper results against real life experience uh, shows you that they're fairly close in alignment um, and both, which I love, uh, are free to use and the information that you get no matter what is power. Uh, keeps you informed, and especially if you're planning an expensive, long, big trip, uh, I love tuning into these just to monitor and get a, get a feel as to when that happens. There's a uh, site that started off called Route Happy, and it was uh, Route Happy is this, this great idea that it isn't just about the price, but it's also about the experience, and they started judging how happy people were on each particular flight. So 
Is it is it a happier flight if you book Delta and maybe it's forty three dollars more, but hey, you're going to have an inch more legroom and uh, it comes with a free set of headsets. I'm making this up, but I mean it's those kinds of things they measure to reduce what they at the time when they came out was kind of fun that they came out with like how to reduce your travel misery on a flight. Um, so once geared to consumers like us, it, it took this other direction where they uh, started to appeal to the rest of the industry. Um, but still it's there and I like it and I, I get into it all the time and, and enjoy, uh, using it. I also use expert flyer quite a bit. That's a subscription. You pay, I think it's five bucks a month at this point. And, uh, it's the best five bucks I've spent. And, and I'll tell you why is this lets you see the raw data for most airlines, not all, but most, for example, I can't see Delta's revenue tickets that are for sale, but I can see their uh, frequent flyer uh, tickets. I can see when I would be able to do an award booking on Delta. It shows that inventory. So this is broken down into fare buckets that usually travel agents see. It's sort of the backbones uh, window into the truth about what inventory is available for sale on a particular flight. I monitor this a lot because I build loyalty on an airline, or a couple actually, and what I try to do is book the cheapest flight uh, that I then could upgrade later. And what happens is I will look and make sure, like, am I booking a cheap flight on, a, on, a, on an airline that already has a full cabin in first? Because that would be a mistake if I had a hope to upgrade because unless somebody does a no-show, uh, chances are you just simply won't get upgraded regardless of what your level of status is. So this lets you see on expert flyer that, hey, there's at least eight seats available in the next cabin of service. So yeah, I'll go ahead and buy that knowing that I have a better chance of getting an upgrade either ahead of the flight or at the airport. It really makes a lot of sense. And for me, that five bucks is like chump change compared to the experience you're able to create for yourself. And what I also use it for is, you know, there are snafus and stuff goes wrong. It was just uh, a number of weeks ago over the winter that I was uh, trying to do my weekly commute and then boom, uh, flights were canceled all over the place for snow. And it's that window of recovery that when the airlines get going again and airports are opened again, that those people who are in the know tend to get on those first flights and those who are relying on the machine of the airline to rebook them end up with the crappy stuff. And so luckily expert flyer will show you the genuine inventory that is sitting there on an airplane. And there's nothing more powerful and amazing as be on the phone with the airline representative as they're sitting there telling you, gosh, I just can't get you out for another two days. I just don't see anything. And then you, you guide them by saying, well, I'm looking at this recovery flight that happens to be at three o'clock later, later today. It says that there are two seats that just came open. Can you put me on that? Oh, let me take. Oh, wow, there are two seats. And then they rebook you on that. And you go, wow, best five bucks spent uh, on expert flyer. And then, uh, you know, if you really want to learn the, the individual airline a game as to, you know, how people use loopholes and what the best experience is to, you know, hope for on an airline with their affinity program and their loyalty program. Uh, Flyer Talk has been one of those resources, but you've just got to really be a super travel geek and be willing to dive deeply into it and follow it. There's a lot of uh, 
persnickety people there that if you start asking a, a basic question, they'll just whack you over the head saying, you know, that's already been asked and answered. And they just go bananas. Um, so get ready for that one when you tune in there. But it's it's an amazing group of people who know far too much about how you and I should be traveling. And I rely on their information quite a bit uh, in, in, in a lurking kind of way where I just go tune in and just see how did somebody deal with this particular issue. Uh, and one of the big issues that comes up constantly is, all right, I'm earning all these miles on a couple different airlines and you let them build up because you hope that one day you're going to take that dream trip uh, and you want to do it right. You want to do it in business or first. And let's say that it's a, a trip to Europe somewhere and you're just saving up your, your nuggets for that. And then you also have a credit card that hopefully is building up points. Amex is one of the best that yield the better better uh use as well as value for those points you earn. Um, and, and I am constantly, I think I know it all, and I am constantly amazed how I don't know very much when it comes to exercising and combining these, these miles and points. And you think you're about to book it, and it's the best thing going. And then you run in and meet somebody like this guy, Dave Fleming, who is known online as the miles guy, and he's at themilesguy.com. And I used to work with Dave back in Los Angeles uh, at, a, at a TV news station. And, and he was a writer then, but he was also just an amazing traveler. He, this guy was off. You'd be like, where are you going this weekend? And I would think he'd be telling me he's going to go you know, to a football game nearby. And instead, he'd say, I'm going to Berlin. What for? Because I can. I mean, I just, it's just he's got one of those cool curiosities that he loves to travel, but he loves also how to figure out uh, the way to use the fewest amount of miles to get the best flights <clears throat> in the best seat you could ever imagine. So uh, in, in revisiting his service, because now he's got the engine fine-tuned, we, we had a, a couple that were recently married, and... Um, I think I received an email from somebody and I said, you know what, why don't we see what he would be able to do for them? Because they had a bunch of Delta miles and they ended up with their Sky Miles booking uh, some really crappy coach tickets for the, the highest amount of threshold. And I went, my gosh, this is not going to be a fun honeymoon. That's what they were ought to do. And so I reached out to him. I said, you know, tell me what you would do for this scenario. And he came back with lower amount of Sky Miles to use. And then they were now on more direct flights flying business. Well, at that time, Dave was charging about 250 bucks for that service per ticket. And now it's $325 that people are glad to hand over. Um, if it's somebody like me going on a honeymoon or a big trip like that, and, and you have multiple sources of points that could convert in one way or another, and we've never even imagined how to get, like, how to get your Amex miles over from, um, some other airline that you never have any intention flying, but you sign up, you transfer the miles there, and then they're somehow a partner, even though they're not in the alliance of your primary airline. This guy makes it work. <laughs> he makes it work. And what I like is Dave will go to work on your particular journey. You tell him where you have all the points, and he then proposes the flights. And you don't pay him a dime unless you decide to use the information that, that he's provided you. And uh, anyway, I just think the Miles guys got it down. I wanted to try to figure out how do you how do you scale that in a business where that could be offered to so many different people? Because as you know, the airlines, 
uh, they want to attract our business and keep our loyalty and keep us spending money there, offering all these great ability to, you know, the, the, the loyalty uh, benefits on how to, you know, oh, you could fly, you know, 1,700 flights a day to all these, da, da, but, but cashing those in for a great trip is so, so difficult. And this guy's made it a lot easier. Um, yeah, I wish I didn't have to spend $325 to, to do that, but I would far rather pay $325 than, than fly coach to Bali on a honeymoon uh, while being sent over Timbuktu that that uh, the, this couple was sent, was flying. And that was just the average. Um, I, we've received a lot of viewer email after we aired that, uh, him f uh, initially on the air. And I, it's just always people are, are hopping, glowing about um, uh, what, what he does for them. While you're on your journey, I'll just leave you with this because it's kind of cool stuff is um, – there used to be this way if the airline has canceled a flight or something went wrong and you're, you couldn't continue on your journey, there was this tool I would often tap into, and it's, um, it's called apaglobal.com. And the codes on this change. So when I tell you this code, don't, don't marry it to me that it's going to work every time. But one code is, uh, and these are all caps, J-S-T-R-K. That is, um, it's like the airline's code to then activate this so that they could activate a distressed passenger discount at a hotel room near the airport. Boy, are there great prices there. It's, it's kind of crazy um, what kind of great deals you can find uh, when, you, when you jump into that. And then I also use Gate Guru quite a bit. Gate Guru, for example, this morning uh, I was getting my mother on a flight and the Delta site did not talk about uh, very, at least we didn't find it, where the, where the new lounges are at their terminals two and three at LAX. I had known that they were, were opening one in three, but didn't realize there was one also in two where my mom was going out of. But Gate Guru app showed exactly where it was and also showed her that there was a Spank store in the uh, terminal. How about that, mom? Wait, way to go. She's going to kill me when she hears this. Anyway, if you've got questions about airfares, if you've got other stuff you'd like to hear us talk about on the podcast, boy, I'd love to hear about it. If you want to connect with me in social media, um, it is Kurt the Cyber Guy on Instagram, and it is also just Cyber Guy on Twitter and Cyber Guy Official on Facebook. If you like these podcasts, which apparently people are, and I'm appreciative of that, share them with your friends and family. And even if they don't want it, send it to them anyway, because I'll love you for it. Thank you so much for listening. Cyber